podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wear your plastic raincoats in the big parade. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Mannequins are so afraid. Don't be afraid to show your stripes because the mannequins is always right. Plastic raincoats in the big parade. After yet another pig parade, have you got your plastic raincoat ready? It's the Day Trippers. After two weeks of grace, time to ponder his options and make some big calls. Brendan Rodgers fielded a side with the same old faces in the same old positions, making the same old mistakes. It's now reached the ridiculous stage where every game is huge, and yet realistically, the chances of rescuing a wretched season are diminishing with every inept performance. So what's really going on? I'm joined on the line by Carl Kopak, and in the bunker with me tonight is the world's least likely support group, consisting of Neil Gray, Moley, Andy Young, Damo Flood and Phil Casey. Okay, let's um, review Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. No. Um, pretty hard to do this without feeling a little bit mad like you're uh, in one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which is kind of exactly how I feel in the bunker here tonight. People oscillating wildly from confused to livid and back again. Lessons not being learned. And frankly, before we address any of the little details of the mash, I want to talk about the Brendan-shaped elephant in the corner. And Carol, I'm going to start with you, if that's okay. And ask you a very simple question. Are the signs there that this might be a man who's kind of slowly losing the plot? Um, in terms of body language yesterday, yes. Because um, normally he sort of rolls his shoulder and tries to sort of, uh, you know, break out the sort of Jimmy Cagney look. And says, I'm in control of everyone. He looked broken yesterday. Yeah. Uh, when he left the pitch and a sort of... Uh, um, Almost as if he was saying, I, I just don't know. I don't know where, how, how we've gone from this to this. 
Um, and, and it's not a case of, you know, there's being one area of the pitch that's the problem. It's the fact it's every area of the pitch now. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper right the way through to forwards. Um, has he lost the plot? He's in, he's in, he's in a, an unfortunate position, really, because um, he's basically he's got a lot of new players in who he needs to bed in immediately to get him over this slump. Um, but you could say that probably if some of them were on the pitch, it would be a start. Yeah, I, I, Carl, I know it's it's a divisive thing to, 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 to throw out at you straight away, but like, I mean... People are, are kind of wondering, aren't they? Like it, it's 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 hard to be too hard on a man because, it, as you say, it's across the board. The problems yeah. are, it's everything. Um, yeah. So it, 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 you do have to have a little bit of, of sympathy for him. But basically, where do you think are the massive things that that, that are his own fault? Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I think is the principal one. Yeah. Um, he, he's got to be brave enough to say, Stephen, you're not doing what I want you to do, and on on that pitch. Mm. Um, and time and again, Steven Gerrard gets 90 minutes. Um, that's his first. That's the first thing he's got to look at. Because people blame the defence and the right, because I'm sure we're going to get on to goals and things, and the second one was comic. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the goals we've conceded this season is basically because midfields run straight through the pitch at the centre-backs. And mm. they do it repeatedly, and there's no screen. Mm. Um, Steven Gerrard can't play that role. He, he, was, he was deeper than Skirtle for part of yesterday. Um, and I don't know if there's a power struggle between him and uh, between Stephen and, and Brendan, but um, he's got to stand up and he's got to fight that. Or if it's if it's not a battle, he needs to see this is where it's going wrong principally. And it's a horrible thing to say about Stephen Gerrard because you know if if any man deserves anything in this club, it's that man. Mm. But you you can't you, you there's no you can't be affectionate about this. No, it's it's unavoidable. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, we we will go on and talk about Jared later on. Floody, talk to me a little bit more about Brandon and the situation he finds himself in. I know different people at different levels of sympathy. Where where do you find yourself on the sympathy scale? I, I like Brandon. Um, but what really, really, he, he's getting me nerves for the simple fact he's still fucking starting Johnson. He's still starting Skirtle. Mm. Um, he's just spoke there about Gerard. That's not functioning at all. Now I, I kind of probably disagree, and that he's not being—he's not doing what he's asked to do. He probably is doing what he's asked to do, which is getting the ball and try to get it started early. But he's not able to fulfil that defensive role. Yeah. But Brendan is heaping all the pressure on himself. Mm. Like you'd actually say, okay, give him a little bit of time. Let's not worry too much about it. He, he's trying something different here, but he's not trying anything different. He's the oh, same yeah. shitheads, the same ones that's letting <laughs> him down week in week out. Well, yeah. let's call a spade a spade, lads. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. fucking. Th- th- this isn't just. November that this happened like, this is yeah, two years it's, been, it's solid. ongoing yeah. and if he can't see that fuck me Brandon like, you're only putting pressure on yourself Yeah, so yeah. that's where I stand them. Yeah. I'd love to see him succeed because like, he's he done so much last year was, uh, kind of after you get beaten in a game like yesterday everyone loses the head mm. and I, I did it as well like, mm. there's no two ways about it but before the game I knew we were beaten you just look at the, the, the starting 11 and you say Jesus Christ, we've got problems here. Like, if that's our starting eleven, and we spent a hundred million in the summer. Hmm. Jesus Christ! But so, I've got to say, if you won't buy all these players, you've got to play them. Yeah. If you're spending that type of money on them, and if you're not, then you're only putting pressure on yourself. Neil, what do you think about that starting eleven? Would you agree with? Would you agree with demo when you saw it? You just thought, yeah, we're in trouble here. Yeah, I agree with him. We look like we're well. The perception was that we were kind of second best before we even started. I mean, I wasn't confident at all. I suppose if you're the most objective way to look at it would be I suppose facts and figures isn't it mm. it's, he's in year three of a five year plan unless I'm, wrong, I'm right in saying that yeah <laughs> I was just looking earlier he spent 214 million so far 
regardless of how much he got in, that's irrelevant. Mm. So he, his players have cost two hundred and fourteen million, and we've regressed massively since last year. I think it was just spoken about earlier. We're almost relegation for everybody is looking forward to playing us at the minute. We have there's no desire, leadership. There's nobody seems to be the team isn't functioning the way it should be. It's rudderless. I think is the term. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that if there's no leadership and it's rudderless, I mean that falls at Rogers' door, and then his general on the pitch, Stephen Gerrard. Hmm. Well, yeah, and that that ties us back into leadership again. We're going to talk about leadership later on, Andy, um, uh, and Jamie Carragher shouts on that topic. But just let let me finish with yourself and Phil. Just get a couple of thoughts from everyone in the room on Roger's situation. Where do you stand on him at the minute? Are you kind of uh, uh, joining this chorus uh, that's saying maybe he could be about done? Well. <coughs> Like them, I do like Rogers. It's a bonus to have a manager that <coughs> recognises all the traditions of the club, and and you know he harps on about it enough. But it's nice to know that it's not a manager that's not going to mix things up and upset people around the club. Like you know, it's a, it's a great thing, you know, the history and all that. But unfortunately, he nearly plays the job up as if it's too big for him, and he's in all of it, and he doesn't really, he doesn't seem like the leader of the club. Like you know, he doesn't seem like. He, he's in complete control like a manager should be mm. so that's part of the problem and that's where that's where he runs into things like with dropping Gerrard like you know it, it makes it very awkward for him like I'd like to see Rogers succeed but <clears throat> what's happening now like it's very very serious and it's if it continues like if they go out with Champions League this week and then in January they're still sitting sitting where they are then the search for a manager starts. But until all that kind of stuff happens, he's, he's just about safe. Yeah. But I mean... But it's close. His days, his days are, at the moment, they look like they could be onward. Yeah. I mean, it can't continue and he has had money to spend. He has had quite a bit of time, you know, but there's certain things that aren't even showing signs of improvement whatsoever. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, Phil, I'm going to wind you up a little bit here. Um <laughs> We've got a manager. It's very there. hard to wind me up any more than I am at the oh, moment. We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> Andy's talking about about the situation that Brendan finds himself in. Now, he talks about you know what a manager should be and what a manager should do. And I'm looking at it, and from minute one, it's been clear to me that Brendan wants to be very much the main guy who's calling the shots, and he's actually made a massive point of it with the whole director of football thing at the start. Then you look at on the field. And you've got one massive issue, which is you've lost two guys who are incredibly quick and incredibly skillful and good at scoring goals. You don't have them. Therefore, you don't have the space they create. You don't have the space for uh, Sterling and Coutinho to run into. So they're less effective. You need to change the plan quite considerably. That hasn't happened. Um, There are a number of levels there where Brendan Rodgers is massively, massively, massively underperforming. Is that not fair? Yeah. Look... (laughs) You know, he, he has gone and changed his plan. He changed the shape because he doesn't have storage and um, Suarez. He's he's literally thrown the baby out with the bathwater in terms of not looking to play his diamond formation with looking at an alternative in his own squad at this moment of time. As Demo and um, we've all alluded to many times, he's spent an awful lot of money in the summer to give ourselves, say, more options and squad depth and that's failed miserably in terms of the way he's he's used the players so far. If he was sacked tomorrow, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't shed a tear. And in fact, you know, I can I can make a stronger argument for sacking him than to keep him at this moment in time. And the, the, I go back, I, I judge him on the same same grounds that I judged Kenny Dalglish on when he was in for his second term. When the, during the last season of Rafa, when it looked like we were heading down a, a path of destruction, 
and the same when Julier was at the club and it was coming to the end and he was turning so many corners he was stuck in a roundabout and going round and round in circles and I'm looking at Brendan and I just don't see anything as Carl alluded to I didn't see anything on the bench there was no change of shape it, he, it took him so long to make any substitutions when he did make the substitutions he seemed to take off um, our better performing players Joel yeah. Yeah, and Joel you know, Picker, yeah. Th- th- there was bizarrely uh, from that game there was a couple of good performances um, despite the fucking boring show that went on and when when you see a manager so lost at sea and so far removed from the confident person that he was last season with seemingly no answers bar doing the exact same thing over and over again then for me the time was up now do you change in mid-season I don't think you do and I don't think the club will so I don't think that comes into the reckoning at this stage however if we find ourselves anywhere near the relegation zone at Christmas time just as the as John Henry pulled the plug finally on Roy Hodgson when 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 they took over, mm. it would not surprise me if they started worrying about what was going to happen for the second half of the season. What do you think about this credit built up <coughs> argument? Have you any time for that? I do, I do, yeah. and, and, and to be honest with you, that's why I don't think he'll be, he'll go before the end of the season, and he will have until the end of the season to sort it out. And if ever there was a chance for him now to say, "Fuck it, I need to now build a Brendan Rodgers team," and I mean a pure Brendan Rodgers team. Mm then now is the moment. The moment was three or four games ago. It was, wasn't it, right? to be fair. Yeah, it's the, the moment, He had that moment when we, when we played against Madrid and he made the changes and then he reverted back to the same shite yeah. again in the next game. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think the, uh, Saturday was a significant turning point actually because they come through a difficult spell where playing Madrid and Chelsea they're expected losses before that they lost to Newcastle. Mm. So like, the pressure's on but you have two big games you know, like most of them more than likely are going to lose. But then all of a sudden Two week break, Crystal Palace. He had a lot of time to think about and get the team prepared. I know some of them are off in international duty, but there was a good car there still about, and he could have used more of them players. But I mean, it was the same shit over and over again. Yeah. So I think Saturday was quite a, t- a turning point, and I try to be balanced like, and I don't like to jump on the fellas back real early in the season. Ten games in, we're not. This isn't a start anymore. Like this is the middle of the season now, yeah. and. It's not you can't say oh well, it's a slow start or hangover from it, it's just it's just unacceptable at this yeah. stage and I actually feel like he could walk you know because it doesn't look like he's changed and it doesn't look like he's the answers himself so he must be questioning himself when he goes home at night time what what am I going to do this this club like this club is massive what, what am I going to do and then come January like I said earlier and we're out of the Champions League and we're still four or five points just above a relegation zone or down around there Look, can, he might walk can, I'll, I'll, I'll just say as I said right if he was to go tomorrow I wouldn't shed a tear because I've gotten past the point of shedding a tears over players leaving and managers leaving it's part of the football dance it happens in yeah. every single club in the world fortunes can change massively and all of a sudden the person who was God one minute is, is, is the devil the next minute right that's just football but you know you support the club and you're supporting the club, not a player who plays them, not a manager who, who's there at that moment in time. And what you need is you need those players and those managers to perform. Now, my biggest fear at Rodgers is when I read the reports from, well, there was, a, there was a foreign against argument about his time at Reading between two fans. I, I tweeted the link as well earlier today. And it's bizarre because the, the against argument states when things went wrong from Reading, instead of him embracing change and trying to change things around, he became entrenched in his ways, refused to change anything, refused to change the team and started making mad pronunciations in, you know, in, in his post-match press conferences. Mm-hmm. And you would, I would hate to see, and look, to be honest with you, I, like, I don't want to see him get, I want to see him succeed. Everyone of us wants to see Liverpool succeed. We don't want to see him fail. 
But if he fails and continually fails, then that, he's not the right person for the job. Yeah. And so it's a matter of when you make that call. Yeah. I, think, I think we've all fell in love with the idea of him managing the club. He's young and he brings in fresh ideas and he wants to play attacking football. And in our own minds, like you probably pictured him maybe managing the club over the next 10, 15 yeah. years. And it, it is quite disappointing that you find yourself asking, you know, is he the right man for the job again? Because it's going to be back to square one again. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be lots of players sold. There's going to be, you know, lots of more questions about a new manager. And fuck knows who they end up bringing in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carl, uh, a man who's been doing an awful lot of talking about the club um, uh, from his position up in the Sky Towers is Jamie Carragher. And, uh, he was very, very vocal about lack of leadership. And obviously, you know, you can connect this back into the manager and the manager's choice of players and so on and so forth. Uh, one that jumps out at me is Dejan Lovren because that word came up a lot with him. Um, but it was a little bit unfortunate, wasn't it, to hear, I don't know if you did or not, but to hear Cara focus more on the on the kids rather than on the, the established older heads who are far more guilty of a lack of leadership. Would you agree with that? Who's uh, Jamie Carragher's best mate at Liverpool? Yeah, well. <laughs> no one's doing it. No one's pointing a finger. Yeah. Um, and and the, the problem is, of course, we as fans, if we do that, it's it's heresy. You can't, you can't criticise the great Stephen. You can't do it, but... He's not doing it. He's just not doing it. And, and I appreciate, for, from his perspective, it must be difficult for him to go to, to Lovren and say, you, I want more from you, when Stephen's absolutely stinking the ground out. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to do that, but the, the, there are no leaders. I, this brings me back to, Lovren's really interesting, because I was in, um, I went to the first game of the season, Southampton, and I was quite low down in the main stand, so I was looking right into the cop area. Into, you know, it, it, it was, I was like one of those seats, you know, where you're basically... You're in the main stand, but you're facing into the cop. Yeah. yeah. It was that bad of you. And literally, every time that Mignolet failed to go out for the ball, Lovren was screaming in his face, you've got to come for that. You come when I tell you to come. And he was doing it all the way through the foot. And I thought, we've got a leader. That's great. I want someone. We are, and we haven't had that since Carragher. Mm. So come on, start screaming at people. Say, you go there. You go there. I'm in charge of this. This is a leader. You push out when I tell you to. And I thought, this is great. We've got this in Lovren. And... Lovren's as quiet as a mouse. Yeah, yeah what's what's happened that. there? What, 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 I mean, why does someone's character change? As you say, that's the first game of the season. He, it's like he doesn't know any better. And, you know, has it been beaten out of him or what? Is he being instructed? Yeah. He, he, might, he might be, you know, told that, that, you know, it's the goalkeeper that makes those decisions because he's facing into the pitch rather than, you know, getting turned. Yeah. It, it could be that. It could just be because Lovren is also stinking the ground out. So he feels that he doesn't really want to sort of start giving orders out when when everyone else on the pitch can say, well, hang on, mate, it'd be nice if you joined in. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and, that, and, and that's the, any football inside, any failing football inside is one where no one's going to put the hand up and say, hang on, should we do this? And no one is doing that in Liverpool at the moment. And we've got a lot of kids in that squad mm. uh, and in that team yesterday. Um, but Johnson, Gerrard, Lovren, the keeper should be doing more skirtle. Skirtle, you know, he, he looks scary, so he should be doing some more, more of that. And Carragher's right. There's, there's, there's nothing that I would... But for Jamie Carragher to criticise the kids, he was a kid once, you know. I remember a game when we played Stoke. It was, it was Rafa's bad season. Um, and uh, Daniel, it, was, it was after we played Tottenham and, and Skirtle and Carragher both, both did the Reds in, where they, where they collided. Yeah, and yeah. Daniel yeah. Ayala's now at Middlesbrough played, played against um, Stoke that day. And uh, every single time he got the ball and rolled it to the side or found a, a, you know, a, a full-back or something like that or pushed it into midfield, Jamie Carrier clapped his hands and walked up and passed them on the back every single time. That's their job. 
Now, the equivalent of that is him criticising Daniel Ayala and saying, like, you know, why aren't you beating three men and putting it, you know, right on the, on the penalty spot for, uh, for, for Lambert? Yeah. You can't blame kids for that. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. They're, they're, they're senior players for a reason. Yeah, uh, w- one of those players who doesn't get labelled senior player as much as he should, Floody, is Mignolet, and he's had, a, he's had another shocker there yesterday, hasn't he, in fairness to him? He's absolutely horrific, isn't he, at the minute? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is, though. Like, yeah. He has been since his arrival, really. He was always, kind of, he, he was always a decent shot stopper. Let, let's be fair to him. He Every was always a decent. should be, though, shouldn't he? Yeah. No, I feel the brutal. <laughs> but we say goalkeeper. Those great crosses and kicking them. Yes, the ball being kicked out from the free kick. Holy fucking Jesus! Like, if, if the kid done that, like you go bananas at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. The fella is just devoid and shattered of all confidence. And yeah. I think Philly agree. Once your confidence is gone as a keeper, you're fucked. It's very, it's you, very, you, you, you very hard to get it back. You, you need to go. You either need to sit in the bench for six months or you need to find another club. Yeah. Because I think once it's gone, you need to go find yourself again. I think the lad that was here a couple of weeks ago was pretty much saying the same thing. Yeah. So once you're broken down to that level, there's no return. And like, yeah. You need it, to step it, out of it. Yeah. You need to step out of it. And the back four is not helping him. Stephen Gerrard's not helping. Like, he's got absolutely no protection. Mm. So everything's focused on him. Yeah. Every, every little mistake he makes. Where you get other keepers, they might make a mistake, but their centre half will bail them out or their defensive midfielder will bail them out. Like, at the moment, like, if he makes a save, he, even nobody's following up then on the second ball. Like, the, yeah. the, the, the save yeah. he makes against Chelsea to, from the header is a worldly save. It's a great save. Yeah. And he keeps it out. But nobody follows up There's then. No and, you know, yeah. So he's, he's on a kind of lose-lose thing. But he just looks completely and utterly That's shattered as a person. Yeah. You know, he just yeah. he, he, as a keeper, I think he just needs to kind of whether be taken out of the team and I'll put Jones in. Like Jones, he fell asleep on the bench yesterday. Like he's looking, <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at the games and thinking, <laughs> did he really? That's what saying. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's looking at this. He's like, I'm training all week. Put a goalkeeper in with no hands, and you're still not going to get a game ahead of him. Like the yeah. way it is, like no goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, you, you, like Brendan has got to start trusting his squad like he's talked about this squad that he has and the squad he wants to use mm. like if you're going to have a squad use your squad Brendan like, you yeah. know and, and put the other use your in. squad Brendan yeah, use your in. squad just, pull him in just do it <laughs> <laughs> Neil it's a perfect storm isn't it fully describing there the, uh, confidence wise you've got a keeper there who's, who's, who's struggling the two guys ahead of him are clearly struggling and, and you know they've been pretty much Consistently, the, the the most regular uh, appear, uh, appearance makers, and the two full backs either side, who we'd really love to see more of, we don't get to see them together. Um, the two kids, so it it is really it's it's a proper clusterfuck, isn't it? Yeah, between the four, between the five of them at the back, I suppose the five of them that played yesterday, I suppose Barman Keel, it's a mess, isn't it? I mm-hmm. mean, I, I know we're we'll get into the goals later on, but like we're, they're so positionally unaware, it's unreal, and I said like. These guys are professional footballers. I mean, you learn, if you're a centre-half, you learn how to position yourself when you're 14 and 15, but they're not even doing that. Now, I think part of Lovren's problem is Johnson is so bad. He's trying to cover for him, and that's taken away from him trying to do his own job. I'm just probably looking for clutching at straws here, but for two of the goals yesterday, Lovren was was as concerned about Johnson's position as he was at a Crystal Palace player's position, and I suppose... If Johnson is that, and then he, uh, behind him he has a goalkeeper who is completely ineffective. Mm. So, well, look, I was going to look at Lover and Skirtle and Johnson as a kind of a, a, a an axis of shitness, a, an axis of, of awfulness. But like, let's talk about the goals because the guys are central to, to those guys are central to those goals. Um, does anyone want to talk me through the the, the, the first one? Because I know well, Stephen Drake, Stephen Drake, Stephen Drake. No, <laughs> yeah. do you know what? Right, if you go back to last year's match against Crystal Palace, 
the goals came when they attacked down Johnson's flank and went at him and Skirtle and, and, and got joy out of the two of them mm-hmm. right and this year they were, like Balassi was having a, a right humdinger with Mankeo down mm-hmm. the, the right hand side of the park and to be honest with you Balassi for all his running and step overs and tricks and all that he was doing he wasn't getting any real joy. He wasn't getting shots away in Minule. He wasn't getting. He wasn't like getting telling passes into the box that that Minule then had to pull off. Actually, yeah, it was interesting. The, the Sky coverage at halftime were trying to show that Minule, uh, sorry, that Mankio was getting skinned, and he each time they showed it. Yeah. Min- uh, Mankio was goal side yeah. so it, it was bullshit yeah. coverage he couldn't, it was, he couldn't get past him yeah. he, he was yeah. he was able to stand up and look effective but every time Mankio stood up yeah. you know he'd get a block in he'd, he'd win a ball or something like mm. that the goal then comes from Balassi coming off that flank and going and attacking the Lovren, Skirtle and, and Johnson and the, the shot comes because Lovren lets him go thinking that Johnson is coming in and then Johnson does as usual What's going on in the football, football match? Yeah. Well, football match. that even feel. I mean, the, the, well, no, no, I know. the Palace lad, we had three midfielders around him, mm. and he just it's just a simple little layoff into Balassi. No one put a challenge but, in. We <clears> didn't <throat> even we didn't even get tight, or but, we didn't even get touch tight. But what happens there is Balassi lays it out, makes the run, and Stephen Gerrard ball watches as he always does, and he watches the ball, and Balassi makes that run into where Gerrard should be picking that up, yeah. you know, and he doesn't pick it up, and he gets into that little hole between both. You know, and that was a more issue with Jared's defensive midfielder in there. He, did, he well, offers no cover opportunity. Yeah, well, let's not forget Alan, Alan was off the pitch at the time. We still had three in there. Yeah, yeah, but there was four. Like the Alan, the was, area no, he was, ran into no, was where Alan was still, had been occupying for the whole four, game. There was still four. There was three and Jared. That he had a huge amount of space that he when once he broke past Gerard he had a huge amount of space. The to me, and once once the players run at your pace, like it's gonna it's gonna be a problem. If, if I'm a midfielder and Balassi makes that run and I'm tracking Balassi and he's running towards Gerard, I'm not chasing him, I'm passing him onto Gerard and I'm staying holding my shape. You know, yeah. so I think even Alan's there, he's going to try to pass him on to Gerard. Gerard was behind well, just, the play there. Uh, he was, he was the in play. midfield when the initial pass was put through to Balassi. He was Balassi runs in behind them. Yeah, but he was he was just when the guy the Crystal Palace lad who paid the initial layoff into Balassi Gerard was beside him. Gerard gets gets attracted to the ball yeah. like a defensive midfielder shouldn't like he's he's not reading the game he's not he's not waiting to see what's developing he just goes for the ball. Uh, he they all should be more aware that Alan was off the pitch and. There should have been it should have been organised that somebody else was fit, filling in for him a Sterling drop back or whatever. But my point is that when when he does break and he goes across, Skirtle shadows him across to Lovren. Mm. Lovren doesn't step in to stop the run across. He steps oh. back actually. Yeah. yeah. Johnson, he's expecting Johnson to come in because Johnson is looking at Balassi coming that from that direction, and he just does nothing. He, he freezes. He fr- mm. but he freezes. Mm. He freezes for a fraction of a second, and then that's it. Yeah. Then he starts to approach slowly. Yeah, and then Balassi gets the shot away, and whatever about him getting the shot away, he hits the post, and Skirtle is completely turned off to your man Gale behind him, right? And all of a sudden, as the ball comes off the post, you can see Skirtle look around, and he's like, "Oh, where's your man come from?" And all he has to do is start it into the back of the net. Yeah. So, like, if you're looking at it, it's just the, the lack of awareness from those three players is frightening. Players. Senior yeah. players as well. Yeah, talk to me about those senior players on the second goal, then, Carl. It's one of the most horrible sights you can see when you watch a ball literally be rolled across a box when you've got two centre-backs standing between the, that ball and the goal and they run at each other, not yeah. towards the ball. Yeah. How long did he have? That, that, he, he could have stopped and rolled the fag up while he was waiting for that ball to come to him. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing going You can look at Johnson as well on the build-up because Johnson just stops running once the light gets past him. It's, stops it's dead. terrifying, yeah. And he rolls it and... It made me, you know, as Liverpool fans, you know, we've seen the great players like charge out knees first, right? That's not getting anywhere. The only way this is going to go in is a deflection off me in some way. Yeah. And the two of them 
just stand there and watch that ball roll. And then you can say maybe they, it wouldn't have made any difference, but God, make it difficult for him, won't you? He could pick his spot. Yeah. yeah. They just left it. Let's see if the keeper gets it, because the keeper's actually not bad in that situation, normally. You know, a, a shot from six yards, I always trust me, you know, a lot more on a shot from six yards than I do coming for a corner. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he's that sort of goalkeeper, he's half a goalkeeper. Do you know, if, if, but, if, if sorry, Carl, if Moreno was playing yeah. in, in, as a left-back there, you know when, um, was it Balassi again who flicks the ball over Lovren's head? Yeah. Moreno is on a charge to cover in behind him. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, yep. the, That's the fundamental difference between those two players. You've got one player who'll break his bollocks to get back and try do something. Mm-hmm. And you have another fellow who goes, well, that's not my job anymore. Mm-hmm. Anybody, well, Flanagan, Enrique, <coughs> Moreno, they all would yep. have done something different than Johnson. He's just, just typical of Johnson. It's just Carol, to stand there and do fuck all and just hope somebody else sorts it out. And that other person was Lovren probably doing his best to cover the space and, and he then he makes over. a show of himself it, yeah. which you, is just like if you look how they lined up from the throw in and you just point the finger straight at Johnson mm. like you, you get your midfielder to come in in front of the man Johnson yeah. Johnson gets in between mm. then Lovren and uh, Balassi uh, yeah he should be so Balassi should never get that into him like Johnson then, should be cutting that out it. yeah he should like, Johnson should be cutting yeah. that out he should be on his toes mm. that, so he's blocking the man getting at the chest and then if it's flicked on he's there like, but he does nothing. Yeah. He fucking literally offers, no, offers nothing. nothing. Yeah. And how long? How long was Balassi over there? About ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like is that, <laughs> is that unbelievable? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you have to chief to criticise how Mankillo handled. Yeah. Uh, because that was a Mankillo <coughs> was brilliant at lots of lots of tackles. Like he was caught out of position, but he got the last hit challenge. Like, do you know what? He like, moves over to your side and straight away bank off. It's like Johnson's just untouchable on Sky Sports and the whole. Like it never gets questions. Never gets anything. It's cowardly. It's, it's, it's cowardly and it's cheating. Yeah, that's what it is. It's cowardly and it's cheating. It's it's not making a decision, and it's if you don't make a decision and you stop, that you're a coward on the pitch. We 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 slaughtered Stuart Downing for doing the exact same things when he used to go hiding behind players, and he's hiding on a football pitch, and that's disgusting yeah. in my book. Uh, Carl, is that a bit strong? Carl, uh, as a, an accusation level at Glenn Johnson there. That's that's it's it's Reeser-esque. Um, John Andrew was great for that when things weren't going as well. He used to hide as well, but. Reese used to do this thing where he used to get injured and go down on his haunches and blow for five minutes and stand up so look how brave I am. A <laughs> winger flew past him. Yeah. Um, Glenn Johnson is an absolute disgrace of a footballer. He, he really is. Um, I I know he's got his contract thing going on. I, I don't give a damn. You're playing 90 minutes for Liverpool, lad. Yeah. It's yeah. as simple as that. And your age, you should be fighting for a contract. Yeah. You shouldn't be stopping and admiring sunsets in the distance while a man goes past you. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But like tie tie into what you were talking about earlier on. I mean, there's a, he's there's, getting picked. There's a manager who keeps pulling him in, in there. He's getting picked. Yeah, every time. And when <laughs> yes. and when he's not right back, he's left back. He is. He's the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> and why is he getting picked? You get you, you pick players like that because you think, okay, he's not having the best of one, but he's an experienced head on the pitch, and he might be able to bring some player up a bit more, a bit more out of Moreno, a bit more out of Manquillo. Yeah. And. He, he might as well just go take a, a catalogue outside then and start picking on the days. But you wonder, like, we've kind of, on that pitch at all. We've kind yeah. of touched on it that we feel that Gerard might be real in the dressing room. You yeah. know, we might have a little bit over Rogers there. Yeah. He only goes and names Johnson as his fucking best it right is. back that he's ever played with. <laughs> <laughs> like, the one that is, is Gerard, like, kind of, I don't know, like, you don't want to be kind of saying, everyone has the feeling that Rogers isn't the 
the big man in the dressing room, you know. Yeah. And and the, the fact that Johnson's playing week in week out, and only during the week Gerrard comes out. I, I, I the still, best right back he's I ever played. Know, with. I, I like, still don't know how you could name him. As how the best. is that even possible? When you've played with Arbor, you've played Babel. with Finnan, you've played with Marcus Babbel, you've played. You've even played with Gary Neville as well. Yeah, you've played with Carragher as a right back as well as a right back. You played with Flanagan. You played with Flanagan. Stephen Wright is better than him. Just keep you. What a kid was there. And Crow Camp. Gregory Vignal. We're going into the Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Every right back ever. It's better than. But like, isn't it just mad that every single fan, well, apart from one or two on other podcasts, is Slayton Johnson? I can't understand why he's in the team. Like what's wrong? Is it us that has a problem? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's you. Andy. I think it's you. Man. What the fuck is it going does, on? Phil, like? It does reflect on what you were saying. What was going on at Reading towards the end of his tenure there? That he just couldn't see the wood for the trees. He just kept ma- repeating mistakes over and over again. Now I don't know how prophetic that is, but still at the same time, it's mm. it's a little bit similar to what was going on. Like I, you said to me, I, I didn't, know? I didn't, I didn't quite get behind that when I heard it first from Phil. But I can kind of see what you're saying there because the, the, I was thinking about the January when he was there for the first year and he turned things around with the two signings but you're talking about a situation where he can't really get anyone else in and he has to make do with the squad that he's got mm-hmm. and it's the same mistakes every single week well players yeah, yeah. and I, the, the, the frustrating thing is again we go back to when he did say right you know what change it up for, for the Real Madrid game he felt he couldn't you know he was on, he was on a, it was on a no lose there that it was a, it was a free game right yeah. and you saw the level of effort and I'm, I'm just saying at a very basic level the Do level of effort and application that those players put when they're on the pitch that night and then that's all you want if you put if you put that same level of effort and application up against a limited a very limited Crystal Palace team mm. you don't get beaten there Do you know what's awful about that now in retrospect was we thought maybe it was a chance to see you know, was it a little show of defiance here? I'm going to sort this out with with, with, with lesser lights, and then he just bungs in the, the old names again. And then we have two two weeks break, and everyone gets all head up about a chance for something new. The old names come back again, and like you know, it, there is no getting around that. And the man deserves every bit of criticism he's getting for that. Like, and I, I'm not one of these Rogers out people at all, but he does deserve. I heard you've organised a plane. <laughs> I've, been do- I've been doing up the banner all afternoon. <laughs> you were trying to start marches and everything. You're like you're like the secret man behind that. I did. I did say on the pod two weeks ago. I think I'm the only person who said it so far that he might be the first to go before any players go. And that wasn't because I want him to, but I think it might happen. Um, let's well, sorry, 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 can I just come back? To yeah, this? yeah, please do. Oh, I was saying about the second goal. Yeah, because um, you just reminded me talking about Madrid there. Colo Torre on that second goal, the way he defended in Madrid. Yeah. The first thing he does there is cut the ball. The first thing he does. Yeah. He doesn't run it as another centre back thinking, oh Christ, mm. we could concede here. Yeah, I know. Straight yeah. away his instinct is to attack the ball. I mean, I can't say he do that in the Palace game, but that's what he was doing in Madrid. Yeah. He was but, just shut constantly. Carl, and it, 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 sort of going back to it, you know, there's, there's an element that says, um, you know, he, he, <laughs> we're talking about leadership. We're talking about a lack of leadership on the pitch. The one thing that Colo Torre brings to that team yeah. is leadership. You know, he's, he's an old head on, 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 on old, old shoulders. shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> old knees. <laughs> and hips. And and hips. But like if, if you have a defence performing well and you've you know a couple of lads in there that a good partnership and they're playing well, you never consider Torre. But at the moment, like he's way better, way better. Like you know, 
Well, I, I think that definitely within the squad, we've, we've all been there. We've, we've all been to that stage. We've sat in the dressing room and there's a fucker getting picked every week. And everyone's going to whisper into each other saying, I'm going to deal with him in training. Here. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> we've all either been that player or we've seen that player in the yeah. dressing room. Yeah. But there's not too many and players... That's like, sitting in, it, in that dressing room saying uh, he's shit. Like they're at the moment, they're, it's, we are probably the worst team in the league. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Jesus man. As a, no, as a, as a team, <laughs> individually, individually, I, I, like as a team, he's not far Individually, enough, like okay, they could put easily just turn it around and put six or seven wins on the trot like Newcastle, and all of a sudden, like we make fools of ourselves talking the way we're talking. But at the moment, <laughs> at the moment, we're the worst team in the league. Yeah, well, as a team, yeah, the worst team, not individually, but as a team, it's so disjointed. There's nothing good to be said about them, apart from maybe Chan and Moreno. Uh, and Moreno, that's probably yeah. about it. But yeah. we're the, let's fucking face it. We're just <laughs> two of them on the bench yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> two of them on the bench yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. isn't it just baffling? Like, well, look, let's push it up the pitch and look at. <laughs> let's look at grim areas elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, because you know, fucking stand. <laughs> uh, look, uh, Neil. One of the one of the highlights for me anyway on the day was was Joe Allen, and one of the lowlights on the day was Joe Allen getting taken off while Stevie hobbled about. I, I, the highlight for me was the bandage. Oh, that <laughs> was fucking magnificent. He looked like one of the pop pops on uh, CBB. <laughs> just magnificent stuff. But to be fair to the kid, he was actually quite good yesterday, and he tidy and 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 neat. And I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but you'd like to think that things might have been slightly different if he had stayed in the pitch. I don't know why he was taken off. Could you make any sense of no, that I call? I couldn't make head nor tail of it, but I suppose he was a, our best performer. Not to say he had a particularly good game. He was the mm. best performer out of the players that were on the, that, that started yesterday. Anyway, well, the reason why he was taken off, I can't fathom it at all. It goes beyond comprehension. I think. I think they, they, they said that his the the wound opened up again. Ah. And he was, yeah, but he had a big black bandage on. He was grand. <laughs> well, he was. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. No, he, he yeah, the colour of the bandage doesn't look in the <laughs> just so he can't see it. Like, yeah. well, actually, yeah. No, his, jer- his jersey was pretty heavily bloodied yeah. again for the third time on his way. So maybe there's a lot. Yeah, to that. Oh, why did you ask yeah. me? Did you yeah. take him off? To what? what did you ask me? Did you clearly, I was set, just, clearly, I was setting you up. Gotcha. Doesn't say here in my notes anywhere. You were last in. You just know Terry Butcher's sitting at home going you fucking yeah. wimp yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, yeah. Oh, no, what a fucking dress on yeah yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, well told me about two guys who did do quite a bit of uh, time on the pitch and that's uh, Sterling and Coutinho who you know uh, for a variety of reasons weren't uh, their usual selves what did you make of their impact or lack of it and why? what would you trace it to Um. Well, there's there's a there's a dip in form between the two of them, which is just spread across the team anyway. So you, I mean, you can't really pick that out. But <clears throat> I mean that the the progression of the ball from the two centre halves and Steven Gerrard into the midfield and through into our attacking midfielders is shocking. I mean, there's a pond, there's a they are very ponderous at the back. There's this sideways pass and passing it back. It's too e- it's we're too easy to def- to start defending against high up the pitch. Mm. Um. And if they're not getting quick ball when they make their when they make their movements, because I suppose guys who have an attacking instinct like that have a look over their shoulder before they receive the ball, and then they know where everybody else is in front of them. Mm. But if the ball is coming, is ponderous and it's coming slow into them. I mean, again, they get turned to somebody tight against them. Yeah. So it's not. I wouldn't particularly say it's their fault that they are underperforming. I suppose we were looking at the stats earlier. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> I, I need to start to like throw my weight right now. No. Okay. <laughs> no, but what I would say, what I would say is... Oh, revenge. Coutinho, his ball retention is, is excellent, but his, his chances created as compared to the last 10 games of last season is, is dropped dramatically. I don't know whether that's probably not his fault because the movement in front of him is oh. pathetic. That's a lot to do with it, exactly. surely. So yeah. I suppose you can say how was their form and how did they, how did they play yesterday. They weren't particularly impressive. Their form has dropped, but I think that's a consequence yeah. of what's in front of them rather than their own form. Form, yeah. Is that is that fair, Floody? It's a function of uh, a team um, underperforming all around them and, and a lack of pace in front of them. Without doubt, because you can see most teams now are kind of, they play us 20 yards kind of deeper. Mm. Um, last year we could sit and soak pressure and counter so quick because we had storage, we had Coutinho, Sterling, Suarez. Now we've got no pace up front, you yeah. know, and as Neil just said, the, the movement of the ball is so ponderous mm. from, from the back and from air midfield to them. By the time it's got to them, all the channels and avenues are closed off. And then if they do get a kind of a, a chink of light, they've centre forwards that fucking do nothing for them. Like, they want the defeat. There's nobody looking to get in behind or get in the channel. And they want to look for that ball. And they, at the end of the day, they're only two kids as well. They, they're two kids um, in terms of, of the overall team and the, the age of the team. We shouldn't be expecting the weight of everything that we do to be falling at their feet at the moment. And yet we are. Yeah, and, and yet we are. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I think it's very unfair in the two. No, I, I thought Coutinho was excellent yesterday. I know he didn't create a hope. He always looked busy and he always looked like good at retaining the ball. Yeah. But like, we created fuck all yesterday. The goal that we did score that landed right on Lambert's toe. Unless that ball landed right there, he wasn't going to score. I mean, if he had to make it two or three, two or three feet of a roll, he was, wasn't going to get would it. You have to put it right on his toe, or it's not going to. But wouldn't that be fair to say that, in fairness, it's a beautifully taken goal? He took his goal very it's, well. It's, yeah, it's, it's but good if touch. The ball and has it's to be that precise every single time. He's only going to score three goals this season. Yeah. I was going to I was building up to that being our happy moment <laughs> for fuck's sake Neil actually can we just ignore what Neil said there Carl I'm going to come to you <laughs> <laughs> edit Carl I'm probably going to have to come back to Floody about Lambert anyway because I, I, look I just want to talk to you about about, about Lambert um, and the goal like it, our, our little oasis of enjoyment was in the first minute or minute and a yeah. half or whatever it was we killed the game off yeah yeah we really did yeah uh, look d- 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 you know, credit where it's due. It's a beautifully taken goal, at least. It's a it's a goal I didn't think he could score. Yeah, because you know you you, you think Ricky Lambeth is just sort of, you know he's going to just basically run into centre backs all day and and, and pick on scraps. Mm. It was a lovely it was a lovely it was a lovely ball from Milana, obviously. That was, it was nice to see that connection working. And uh, yeah, I don't think he did a great deal after that to be honest. But then again, he was wearing Liverpool shirt, so there wasn't a great deal going on other than that. But uh, it, it, that was really nice to see because I, I do like to see. Scorers score goals that you don't think they can score. Mm. Suarez and headers, for example. Yeah, you're, you're uh, yeah. Always, you know, I think you always picture when you when you think of a goal scorer, you think of a typical Luis Suarez goal or a typical Ricky Lambert goal. I didn't think that was a ticky. Um, particularly Ricky Lambert goal yesterday so that was really nice to see yeah as you say then the sad thing is it kind of falls off the face of the earth after that in terms of the form did, of both of them as we've just been saying we did nothing went to him really do we he's the He's not exactly the most mobile of strikers, is he? So, uh, what did you make of of of? Um, again, I don't know if you heard this, but it, like, it, okay, he was handing out a lot of uh, pelters, but he did actually go singing, waxing lyrical about about Ricky Lambert. Was Mister Carragher again talking about how he's a lovely, lovely footballer, etc., etc.? I've got a fella crossing my right ear now; he's dying. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you, what, what, what do you make of him and his contribution so far? Uh, I've, I've been to, I've seen him a few times at Anfield and. Um, 
he's trying really hard, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. <laughs> so in some ways, I'll settle just for that these days. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it's not going for him, I think. I think maybe he's... I think he's an odd signing, being a man that, you know, Lallana was, was the marquee signing, really. Mm. And um, you think... I know they play together at Southampton, but you, you think ordinarily, if you're going to buy Ricky Lambert, you're going to buy wingers who are going to get, you know, um, chalk on the boots, take it down the side and knock it in so, so he can head it. You know, that's sort of the, the, what was supposed to be the Stuart Down and Andy Carroll deal. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a man who's going to turn a, turn a centre-back and get him behind him much. Mm. Although he did it yesterday, I don't think that's his normal game. So um, I'm all for us having strikers who do different things. Um, but I can't quite see the logic of Ricky Lambert at the moment. Yeah, just Ricky Lambert's things are a little bit limited, aren't they? And you want to have... We're not playing to his strengths. Yeah. Well, we're not playing to any strengths. Yeah, we're not playing to any strengths. <laughs> Last word on, on Ricky Lambert uh, to Damien Flood. I haven't got anything good to say. Review over. <laughs> I'll say something nice about him. Go on, go on, do. Well, when he scored the goal, I kind of said, well, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a Liverpool striker running off the shoulder of a defender. Good point. You know, looking to make a run. Yeah. And then he went, for the rest of the game, did pretty much what Balotelli's been doing, and just yeah. chasing back through the middle, chasing back. And these aren't players that are going to pick up the ball and then run at the the, the opposition with pace mm. and scared of the living daylights out of them. So if he, kind of, if he had kept doing what he was doing, and looking for balls, you know, cute balls in from Coutinho or Lallana, maybe it could have been different. Oh, it says but it all that that's he, a nice thing that you're saying. But is he, is he being asked, is the striker, the lone striker, well, not really so much a lone striker yesterday, but are he's being asked to do this and not walk off the defender's shoulder? Can, can, I, can I just say something? Please do. Right, he missed two really good chances yesterday. He yeah, did. And if, if, that was, if that was Balotelli... Yeah. He'd be getting slaughtered for missing two chances, even if he scored a goal. Oh, are we not slaughtered? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, but like, you know, he, he, he rightfully gets the praise for a very good finish. Mm. But after that, he's as ineffective as Balotelli has been in any game that he's played. He's probably been less effective, right? Mm. And the fact that he scored a goal and he's a big Liverpool fan, and he probably hasn't had as many opportunities as Balotelli has in the team, but whenever he's played, he hasn't really showed anything to say that he should have more opportunities no. than, than Balotelli in, in, in the team and in fact we tend to get have more missed chances from Balotelli <laughs> oh, no that's not a great thing yeah. but he uh, we seem to have more chances when he's in the side yeah. we I, like he has two chances and then I can't remember another chance after that that we have and that's a shocking indictment Mankeo has a great one but you know he's a fullback coming on if that's if that's Sterling or Coutinho you'd expect him to hit the target mm. as it was it went out for a throw it was a shocker and you know it's, it's, a, it's probably a pivotal moment because it's won all of that stage he yeah. scores and we probably get out of jail and get a win there and things are completely different today but again we're looking at a centre forward who's just as ineffective as all the other centre forwards when Barini comes on Barini has it seems to have less of an understanding with Lambert than he does when Balotelli is on the pitch now Balotelli's injured so it, it, it's, I'm not saying that he you know why didn't he start over Lambert blah 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 blah. you have to play with what you have but sometimes it, it, it requires a creative fix it's maybe you don't play with any strikers maybe you do what Andy's been espousing for ages you play with Lallana Sterling and Coutinho as your front three and, and you know ask Sterling maybe to play as a false nine or, or somebody to play as a false nine and just use their pace use their intricate skills mm. to get in around the box and create like, something my point about that uh, the whole time now obviously Sterling's not anything like Suarez and, and Coutinho the same or Lalana, but it's it's just a bit <coughs> it's just a bit more familiar 
than the Liverpool of last year. They're busy, you know, they'll they'll cause havoc, they'll they'll move a lot. And just it, it just makes more sense to me at the moment to try that out. Because when you have strikers that don't score goals, what's the fucking point in playing them? Spain had it a few years ago and they played the likes of Fabregas up top mm. because they're clever players and and skillful players and they'll get chances and and Sterling's no problem putting the ball in it. It's a good shit that demo. Just the one thing that I'd say, and I purely lay this at Rogers' feet. If you've got a system, you've got a style. You get the players to suit your system and style. Mm. He seemed to have gone away from that in the summer, and he bought players that didn't fit into really what he does or what we did last season. Now, whether he wanted to change it this year, I don't know. But we've moved away from having pace, movement, running in behind teams to buying two centre forwards that won't do that. We'll never do that and never have done it. Mm. So you can't understand Brendan's thinking. And I remember arguing with Jules when we bought Lambert. That was the very reason. I know you said he was toward choice. Mm. And I said at the time, we needed to get another striker very, very like storage just in case storage got injured. Remy. And because, yeah, Yeah. Remy or even, like like I said, whatever the likes of them, they've got the pace and they'll run behind defenders. Mm. But we have to change everything we do now because storage is out. Because one player is out. We, uh, everything that Brendan has based his team around changes yeah. you know and when you look at the Dortmund game the, the, was that the last pre-season game mm. it was it was we, we were excellent that game I thought we were and I remember after the game I felt a lot better I said we might actually but as soon as stories went out of the team everything changes our whole dynamic changes yeah. and I laid that at Rogers or the transfer committee's feet that you bought two strikers that aren't fit to fill that player's boots fair you know? fair. Uh, Carl last word to yourself and, and, and before you finish anything you want to plug throw it out there please uh, the saddest thing about yesterday for me, I just thought I'd end on a positive as you. <laughs> the saddest thing about it for me is obviously the criticism of Gerard and everything. I think it's a, I said this on Twitter yesterday. It, it's a slow decline of his legacy as much as anything else. I don't want to think of Stephen Gerrard as, as that man on Salah's part yesterday. Yeah, it's a horrible way to end a career. The, what, what, the way that he's playing at the moment, or we obviously we don't know if he's insisting that he's playing or. He's being hung out to dry by the manager or anything like that. I think that that was really sad. I don't want to see. I don't want to think about that, Stephen Gerrard. I want to think about you know all the great things he's done for us, and um, someone needs to make a decision. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And just before you go, anything you want to plug yourself? Any, any writing lately? Anything? Given it's Christmas. Yeah, given it's Christmas, <laughs> there might be a certain book that might you know. Well, apparently there's um, there's a book called "What Do You Do," which is currently out on um, Kindle. And uh, it was very briefly in the top 3,000 books in the UK. Well, fancy. <laughs> Excellent 27 work. minutes. Excellent work. Excellent work. <laughs> Carl, th- thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot for, the, no problem at all. for, for joining us. Really, send really, really appreciate it. Send a copy of that book, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, You send me three quid and I'll send it to you. Hey. <laughs> thanks, Carl. Take care. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Cheers. Lads. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay. Let's preview uh, Ludogorets versus Liverpool in the Champions League and then we'll take a look forward to Liverpool against Stoke City. Um, right. The lineups that we've seen um, after the Bernabeu uh, showed that that team that Brendan put out there was not necessarily a statement of defiance, but rather it was a suspected show of indifference. Ironically, you know, the competition that uh, the Champions League offers our best chance of sort of saving the season, some sort of little bit of redemption from what seems to be a season that's dying on its arse. Uh, qualification still in our hands. Uh, how likely, Moly, is that qualification in your estimation at the moment? You have to say, if I'm in current form, it's pretty much unlikely. Yeah. They're, they're going to qualify for this group. Okay, I know we have uh, Ludogorets coming up, and after that, we have uh, Basel at home. And as you said, it's still in our hands. 
But we've shown nothing to suggest that we can go out there and get those two victories that we need to qualify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, w- w- if if we were to do that, uh, what would it require in your estimation? Well, it would require an awful lot more than what we're giving at the moment. I, I think it's going to require a change of tact from Brendan. Uh, per- personnel game. as well, do you think? Oh, most definitely personnel. Like the, the lads that have been in, like we saw it against Real Madrid, he brought in Torre and Borini and Chan and other few players came and run out. And what they got for that in the next game was to be dropped again. Yeah. But that, that's not good enough. So he needs to look at his team and see that they're not performing to the standards as demanded. Yeah. It's a right lads, you had your chance, you had your time, and you're out. And start bringing back in these guys, like, like Toure, even give Barini a run, like Chan. No, that seems that's that seems eminently reasonable. Uh, Neil Gray, you have many many notes there. Um, on, I'm impressed. On which yeah. on which we should really draw, um, including some unfortunate diagrams that. I hope they're, I hope they're better than last time you had notes. Do you remember? Wait. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, uh, talk to me about uh, about the the uh, the likelihood of of, of a Liverpool win. Or, or are you prepared only to talk about Ludogorets? Should I come back to you later? No. Please talk to me about what Liverpool. What are we talking about again? Where am I? <laughs> what, 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 yeah, what needs to happen in terms of Liverpool lineup? What does it need to look look, look like to get the result that we need? Well, it, like Molly was saying, like there needs to be a massive change in personnel in the first eleven. I suppose the back four needs to change in terms of Moreno anyway. He needs to come back in and Torre needs to come in as well for Skirtle, I would have thought. Cause just a, or I love them. Listen, it's a toss up between the two. <laughs> 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 but I suppose Emery Chan has to come in, doesn't he? I think Hendo's injured, is he? I think he might be all right for this game. Will he be all right? Probably back. So I'd have him and... Chan still starts, surely, does he? No? Yeah, we're Hendo in the midfield. I yeah. wouldn't play Alan because he's a sore head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, like you yeah. kept telling me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd play Coots and Sterling and then up front. Is Balotelli still injured, is he? No, we should. Doesn't them. matter either. He's shoot, at the box. <laughs> Lambert and Barini, I suppose, there. That's yeah. all we have, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's as good as you're going to get at the minute. Lambrini, isn't that a drink? That's uh, It is a drink, isn't it? It is a drink. Yeah. It is a drink. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. The, point was, the point I was trying to make was. What was the point you were trying to make? I, I probably know more than the rest just but listen <laughs> get away oh, listen, get, uh, Ludogorets are, are, can't wait to play us this week they fancy they're going to at least to get it off and probably beat us Yeah, I mean that speaks volumes doesn't it and, and if we're honest do we think we're going to beat Ludogorets on Wednesday I don't is that, is, that, is that Andy fair enough you're slumping back in your chair there fellas is there any hope give me some hope Andy it's just a reality, like when you hear someone else saying it, just it just hits home. Like, I mean, they're they're not a bad side. Uh, they're buzzing. They're you know they're they're impressing in the Champions League. We're not. Uh, we're going out there, and every single team we play against looks like they want it more than us, and that's anyone in the Premier League. And then in the Champions League, there's probably not another team that wants it more than us. Yeah. This Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever fucking day it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yet. So, like, yeah. it's, it's it really, oh shit, like, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, just, I don't feel good about it. I really don't feel good about it. And, like, I wish I could add po- uh, positivity, but, like, if I've seen some sort of evidence, yeah. then, yeah. Um, but I don't. And, I mean, like, if, if Rogers went and done a few things we're all suggesting, 
then I could probably like if you if you looked at the team and like there's a few off. there's a few uh, a <laughs> few players dropped and a few players come in we all want to see then you might go oh, hang on a minute okay yeah. okay all's not lost but just at the moment as Molly says like the most likely outcome is we're not going to get three points. Uh, Phil, it, it feels a very, very bizarre situation that I'm relying on either you or Floody to help me out here when it comes to uh, balancing things up again. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's, I mean, look, people are going to be listening to this and going, oh, sweet love of Jesus, uh, you know, open the veins up time. What, what, you know, like, is, Honestly, it, right, c- uh, can we not see this as an opportunity to relaunch a season? Okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. If we go, if he goes and says, fuck it, and starts the team he started in, in the Bernabeu, right? I think we have a chance of getting the result. Now, I think it'll be a horrible, scrappy affair that we'll just manage to sneak through. And that, like the first game. Yeah, and, and that's, pr- that's probably the only way we're going to do it because when you're in such a bad run of, run of form, you don't suddenly become the Brazil 70 team all over again. Yeah. You scrap out a scaldy 1-0 or 2-1 win. Draw, well, I don't think it will because if, if, if Basel go and get a result... They they will they they can easily top the group by just you know losing one nil I think it is in Anfield. So what we we need to win this game. This is a must win game for us now at this stage, and um, if we want to stay in the Champions League, and the, make wholesale changes, put put your trust in the youth, put Torre back into the side. And say, look, what's what? They're two independent statements. The <laughs> I put a, a hang on. I'll put it a full stop there. <laughs> but no, see, that's what that's what you do. And you say this time, you say if you perform as well as you did in the Bernabeu, and we get the result, you aren't out of that team. You you'll start again against Stoke. And you know what? The rest of you <clears throat> take the finger out of your arse. You're sitting on the bench. And you will be stay there until such time as you give a performance level worthy of wearing the, the Liverpool short again. Because at this moment of time, you are stinking the place out. Who are the people that are stinking the place out that can't feature, that we don't want to see? Or is it too obvious for words, Um, Well, you're looking at Johnson. You're looking at Skirtle. You're looking at Gerrard. Okay. And, and the reason that I would say them is if these lads go out on the pitch like it's their God-given right that I'm going to play football here. Now, everyone that's played the game knows you win your battles first, you win your war first, and then the football takes over. We go out on the pitch thinking we we deserve, we own this pitch, we're just going to stroke the ball around here. But they don't actually give an honesty of effort. They don't actually kind of sweat bullets for the team or mm. fucking bleed for the team. They don't, they're not, they're not <coughs> interested in doing it. You see Johnson, he strolls around, Dredd strolls around, you want to play a nice Hollywood pass, you want to play a true ball. They're not, they're not interested in doing the dirty work. They don't want to roll up the sleeves and can put the, the hard graft in there and th- th- that's what's missing from the team so I think if we're playing it in 11 and fuck me these boys are going to be up for lads these are going to be up for they have, they have a chance of qualifying they have a chance of qualifying even yeah. without that this is their World Cup final like, uh, Liverpool in their backyard like massive massive scalp yeah. and the one thing they'll bring to the pitch would be another decent football side they will walk their nuts over 90 minutes yeah. absolutely walk their nuts so we need an 11 to match that and what is what does that look like for you it's, it's it's difficult to pick out. You would definitely say that it's, it's got to be Manquillo. Hmm. It's it's got to be Torre. I think for his, his leadership qualities, I'd I'd stick with Lovren because Sack was out and scared shit. Hmm. And uh, you, you put Moreno back in at left full. You go with Can, Allen, and Henderson hmm. if he's fit. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's fit or not. I would put Can sitting protecting that back four. Yep. I'd play Coutinho. I'd play Lallana. I'd play uh, Sterling, and then I'd play Balotelli. But I. I'd, 
That's, that's 12. Is it again? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> take Lalana out and he would you, would you, would you? Is Lalana the one that you drop out of those yeah. that, yeah, that bundle? And, and, and Balotelli would start for you if he, if he can he start. He would be because he's a striker. Yeah. Well, he's an excuse for a striker. Yeah. <laughs> the, for me, Lalana comes out there because he's, he's not better than Coutinho. It was my argument in the summer. He's no upgrade than Coutinho. Okay. So, okay. Uh, would you find yourself kind of in agreement with that pretty much, Neil? Me, in yeah, the I think what you in the demo there, there was one the one salient point they were made was there's no with Liverpool there's no honesty of effort I mean that speaks volumes doesn't it I mean mm. that's a lack of professionalism and these guys are professionals all they have to do every day is play football and if there's like a, the, that's the most damning indictment I've heard in a while there's no honesty of effort Yeah, I mean that's just disgraceful Molly would you agree with that statement that's 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 uh, been echoed there between the two lads uh, is, is it clear to see that you know there's there's a few lads who seem to be shirking is that is that is that unfair no, I don't think that's unfair. I think we looked at uh, Stephen Gerrard going around that pitch. He looks like it's already given up on the season to me. Yeah, he's just kind of strolling around. Ah, this season's a wipeout. Maybe next year's our year. Yeah, and that looks like his attitude. And there's a couple of players like that in the team already who've already, as soon as they get on the pitch, they look like they've already been defeated. And that's not good enough. And what would you like to see the, the 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 team look like then? Would you have Would you have Balotelli as the focal point? Would you have two up top? What way would you go um, with the? I'd go with the diamonds. I've been saying for a long time. Yeah. Why not give the chance up top with Balotelli? You know, Balotelli. He, he's not one of these guys who can play the lone and strike a role. These type of guys like to hold up the ball and bring others into play. And so, like Sterling, he could do away well playing off Balotelli. But uh, I'd bring some wholesale changes. I really would. I know it's a big game and everything, but. None of these guys deserve to wear the red shirt at the moment. And I won't go to even bring in people like Brad Jones instead of Mignolet. Yeah. So don't yeah. go to that degree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so pretty radical shake-up uh, for you. Um, Neil, talk to me about, and, and I'm going to come to Andy on this as well, if you, if you would. Um, Ludogorets showed in Anfield that they're hardly a pushover. In fact, like, you know, I think Phil was saying earlier on, um, it was a tight game. And we were we were lucky enough to get the result. That we, we were got. lucky to get the yeah, result that we got. Yeah. Um, it was a late, late win uh, and a scrappy one, and not a fine performance. Now, th- a lot of that came down to actually, interestingly, the honesty of effort from those guys yeah. and Mankeo uh, in particular winning the penalty yeah. in the ninety second minute. <laughs> yeah, when your right back is in in the box and, and buying the penalty from a from a from a nothing ball well, as it he, was because it looked like the keeper was going to just watch it go out. Of play. He is. He's, he, he gets up the pitch. Um, so. What, what 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 can we say about about Ludogorets in terms of of their strengths? Well, they're they're very strong at home. Is one thing I would say. I mean, they got they they were only beaten two one by Real Madrid at home, which is as we see in it what, how we performed at Madrid at home. Which that was a quite an impressive scoreline. Anyway, they beat Bal at home one nil, and I did like it. And we were done. We were done over there in Bal's and Bal aren't that particularly impressive. I know that, but still, they still got the result. Mm. Um. Now they were beaten four 0 away in Basel. So, listen, I do, listen. I'm not going to pretend to sit here and pretend to know much about Bulgarian football because I don't mm. believe it. Or really, not. but I do know that <laughs> that's they, disappointing. They drew one out with uh, Sofia. The What's on your paper? It's last week's shopping list. But I, I, was, I, was, I was looking. I was looking. Doing some research earlier. All right. And it, what came across is their whole team is worth somewhere between somewhere between five and ten million. Okay. I mean that says it all, doesn't it? And, and like it's just getting back to honesty of effort. I mean, if you have that. And you can add that to a little bit of know-how and a little bit of footballing intelligence and technical ability. I mean, you can go a long way. I mean, that's the prerequisite, I would have thought, for every professional football team. And I know Liverpool are really poor at the minute. And the, uh, Ludogorets, they're going to finish above us in the group, I think. 
Dear Jesus. Um, okay. Well, no, but I mean, does, you know, I just have to be realistic from how we're performing presently, and we're not impressed. This is probably going to be this is going to be the worst set of predictions we've ever ever gotten um, uh, in terms of what people are going to go for. Molly, I'll start off with yourself. How how do you see this game against Uli Goretz going in terms of a prediction, please, mate? Uh, I think we're going to scrape to win. Try to get one nil or two nil win over there. Lovely. Okay, okay. Um, and is that based on and dependent on changes for you, yeah? I, no, I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't think Ludogrets. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not a bad side. They've got a bit of hunger and desire about them, but it, that, that's about it. I think we'll have too much from no matter what side goes no matter what side. Okay, interesting. Uh, Floody, yourself? It all boils down to Rogers takes his kind of balls out of Stephen Gerrard's gear back. And, 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 <laughs> And just says, Roy gets the whole 22 win, sits him down and says, this is my 11. You're fucking starting. You play well, put the fucking effort in. You keep the jersey for Saturday. Simple as, simple as that. None of this shit that you're coming in, you're coming out. Yeah. I think if he starts at 11, the, the 11 may, I felt maybe go over. I think and just say, listen, lads, you've got to work your absolute nuts off for 90 minutes. That's, that's the basic. That's the, that's the, the, start. the, that's the minimum. That's yeah. the minimum I'm asking for you. And then let the football take over after. I think we'll win. I think if he goes out with this attitude of a few of the boys in the team, Johnsons, Skirtles, forget about it. So call it for me, Dan. Like call for me what you think will happen in terms of. I think he will go with a, a youthful team, and, and I think we win. We'll win. Okay, Neil. Um, it was just like the lads were saying there. It, it depends on the team he picks, and I listen. He has to change it. You know what I mean? I think the best we'll do is get a draw. To be honest. Really? Okay. I, like we can We're not scoring goals. I'm sure we get one goal. Uh, realistically, that would mean that we're going out of Champions League. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's uh, all right. That's all right. Can, can I can I just add to that? Please. The, the World Champions League. I hope we go out of Europe as well. I, I don't want to go into that. Okay. That that is that is a different conversation. We we'll get to that again, Andy. Yeah. So he's not going to play the same team again because he would have had one eye. <laughs> he would have had one eye on a on, on the European game during the week. So there's going to be changes. Okay. So if he makes the right changes, I think no matter who he brings in, really. Man for man, we better individuals than them. Yeah. So it's then it's all down to the, the performance of who wants it more. They're going to want the loads. So let's just hope it's some of the performers from out Madrid come in and fucking fight for the team for a change. And possibly, possibly we can win. But I just... Just not feeling at the moment. You're not feeling it. So what are you just not feeling if, 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 if I put you on the spot to call it, what do you think? One one. One one. Okay, so that's two draws and two two victories. I think I think the Molly might have the right the right idea. I think we might just have a little bit too much. Irrespective, even if it is a disappointing eleven, I think we might just scrape through and it'll be all in the Basel game and that might be even more terrifying. Um so I see a narrow win. Phil? If we break up the worst partnership, centre back partnership that we've ever we've ever had in the last twenty years, and we don't play the cheat at left back or right back or wherever he's been, wherever he's going to play, right? Yeah, and um, <clears throat> then we will have a chance of winning the game. Okay, play those, play those in the positions whether it's he's right back or left back or wherever he is. Play Skirtland Lovren, and we won't win. Okay. That's like there's, there's no point saying what the prediction is because it's all going to rely on what, on what the lineup is. You don't have a feeling one way or the other how he's going to go because it's so hard to predict him. I think that he will go with that back four again, and I think we won't win. Okay, and I, don't, I, I don't think definitely. Won't, well, I think he, he the only reason he leaves Moreno out the weekend is because he's definitely playing midweek. 
that's that's uh, Andy. Look, I've 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 given up thinking. Logic has gone out the window, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just can't imagine why else you would leave Moreno. It would just make so much sense that he's playing midweek. But it doesn't doesn't mean that he doesn't switch a man back to the right uh, back to right back. Oh, like, I think it's at Michaelo's expense. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's what I'm saying. You you start yeah. him, you start Jeez. him, and you don't I'd break. Him but no, no, you start him and you put you, you don't break up the centre back partnership. It, all you're doing is moving a problem over to the opposite yeah. side of the pitch. Unfortunately, I agree with you there. I think that he will probably stick with the two lads. I just hope the guy. Torre comes in but I just see him starting with them well, that, that was that was nice and upbeat um, and, <laughs> and, uh, it's always nice to, I, let's I, move on to Stoke at the weekend it's always it's nice Stoke. to be looking forward to a Champions League night you know, full of anticipation and joy and happiness uh, anyway fuck that Stoke City is next to look at a windy weekend in Stoke uh, yes and well actually th- they, they are at home uh, we are at home at the weekend <laughs> so Saturday afternoon 3 o'clock kick off Stoke City come to Liverpool is it all going to hinge, Phil, on what happens midweek in terms of the Liverpool that they see and they face? I'll just rewind back. <laughs> Mate, you've got an editor. You don't need to do the noises. <laughs> it saves me having to add those special effects in later on. <laughs> but now, um, again, if we go, if if for, if he does start the youth and he he breaks it up and he and he does say to them, whoever plays well starts again again the weekend, forgetting the whole rotation stuff, mm. just just to make a point that you 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 keep your jersey based on performance before we go back into a rotation piece. Then you know we're playing a very different Stoke team. This isn't the Tony Pulis side. Hughes has now moved away from that that kick a ball football that they that that they played. Kick a ball football. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's a technical term. It's, it's a technical Carlos term. kick a ball and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that you know, that's how we then go and get a result against him. If he goes and, and just reverts the type and puts it in, I don't see a result at the weekend. Jesus, you've gone straight to predictions. Well, what am I? What am I going to say? So much is going to rely on what what team he puts out yeah. at the weekend, and we're back into the we're back into the same position that we were previously. Okay, uh, Floody, uh Stoke City at the weekend. Uh, would you be inclined to agree with what Phil's saying there in terms of the team uh, needing to be just there on performance only and let's get rid of this stupid whatever it is long-term planning thing that he's been talking about and get rid of the old favourites? And do, do you think that's likely? It's not likely. Yeah. It should happen, but it's not likely. Yeah. Um, I suspect a poxy nil all draw at home because I've been to two of them against Stoke over. Phil was asleep in the cop that day. <laughs> so I keep reminding him. Uh, <laughs> It's two horrific games I see another awful awful game yeah. on Saturday because I do think you'll revert the type yeah. um, and like even Wednesday I know we just talked about I don't like he's going to pick what he thinks is the strongest side because this is a must win game for him yeah and that's what worries and, me and, too and his must win game yeah. is his best side is what played on Saturday mm. which is frightening yeah, you know? yeah so yeah. I think come Saturday it's going to be just a, an, an awful oh. An awful game. What about what about our, our capacity to surely? I mean, like, yeah, okay. Look, everything goes out the window lately because the form is so awful. Yeah. But Stoke City, like Palace, have been on a shitty enough run. Like, you know, you, again, if you're ever going to turn it around, it's at home against these it, fuckers. It, surely, again, though, like Palace, they're up for it. The, 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 yeah. the only thing to beat Liverpool is just be up for it a little bit more than them. Just want it a little bit more than them. Mm. And there's if you've got if you bring seven eight players out in the field that want it more than you, mm. we've got four or five that are up for it. Yeah. You're going to get turned over somewhere, you know. That's the pattern, Neil, isn't it? That yeah, it's like this is unreal, isn't it? I'm so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like we're just going around the table, just saying Liverpool are shit. And we're not going to win. I mean, that's all we're saying, isn't it? Like, 
Yeah. It's just like a, a, whatever I said for ludicrous, just apply that to Stoke, and sure, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Molly, are you as depressed as everyone in the room here, mate? Yeah, I, I kind of like Neil and, and, and Stoke are basically the, the ludicrous of the potteries, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's another one of those games, and, <clears throat> and whatever side you vote against ludicrous, if they do the job, if he does make the changes that, that we think he's going to make, I hope he sticks with him for Stoke. At least gives him a chance to show. That there, that's something better than what we have out at the moment. Yeah, yeah. The problem you have with Stoke is that if you consider what their centre backs are good at, and you consider the type of forwards that he's played consistently through the season, that's that's the centre forwards that they want to play against. Mm. They, they, what they don't want is really fast, nippy centre forwards who are going to play off the shoulder and look for balls in behind them. They they're happy to to front up the strong physical forwards who you know who they can turn and face away from goal because they're not going to pose a threat to them. Um, and when we played against Stoke last year, the 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 you know what we were able to do, especially when we played them there, was in, I think it was the three two win that day. The, um, that was a my game. Yeah, we got um, two very late goals. Yeah, but your your man the the left back scored. Ali Sissoko scored the mad goal to open up the the deflection, yeah. Yeah. and then Sturridge came off the bench and changed the game for us. But what we were able to do then was get them to come onto us and stretch them. You know they're just going to be. They're going to see battle. They're not going to. They're not going to open themselves up to a, a quick counter attack if we're playing a strong physical forward with one up top. And you know, at some stage, yeah, you just have to do some radi- something radically different. You have to change the focus of the way we're attacking, and we haven't changed. We haven't once changed the way we've attacked the season, with the exception of the Spurs game. And unless you change that against Stoke, they're going to happily either mark put put the two centre backs up against Lambert or the two centre backs up against Balotelli. And at some stage, we just have to change it. Mm. You know, and, and it's for me, it, it, it's it's impossible to think that he can't change this up at this stage because you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, like he has been doing, like he has been doing, and, and then and then expect that we're going to that suddenly the win is going to come from somewhere and everything suddenly changes changes it around. Going back to what we said, you know, change it up. Give them something to think. Just give teams something different to think about because at this moment in time, they don't even have to it's do their homework. Easy, they don't even have to do their homework in Liverpool. They, they know exactly what they have to do because they're going to face the exact same thing week in, week out. No movement up top, no thing around it. And you know, I know we sound a bit down on it, but like, what? You, you can't just sit around and go, ah, this is all going to be okay. Yeah, it's not going to be okay. Unless something it's not going to be okay. No, it's not though. Unless something dramatically changes, it's That's not going to be alright. No yeah. matter what, yeah. No matter what's been, you, yeah. you try and put it there. It's 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 impossible. Like we, you'd be just talking <coughs> shite really to try and put positives on and and predict that we're going to yeah. so, no, somehow blitz them. Yeah. Um, like I just can't. Like if if it goes the way I'm expecting midweek, I just can't imagine how bad Anfield is going to be mm. at the weekend. The groans and the, the lack of atmosphere. Like, and it's just it's just going through the team. And it, I mean, the players have to give the fans something. The fans have to give the players something. But it's just a really really dark time at the moment. But if they if Rogers change up midweek and they do put on a prof- uh, impressive performance and they win and things are perk up a bit and he does try and change something, as I said earlier on. The Palace game was a bit of a turning point for me when I start kind of believing less that he would start to change things. Mm. But if he done what like what I feel he should do and just stop playing with the with the strikers on their own that don't score goals and and put three busy busy fellas up front, I couldn't agree more with Phil. It's exactly what Stoke want is deep balls coming in high yeah. and just straight oh, out Lambo all day, ball, all day, yeah. and then <laughs> you just know there's a mistake or two at the back. And they'd be ready to pounce. Yeah. And I mean, uh, isn't uh, 
Walter's going through a bit of a spell at the moment. Listen, he always. And should have Liverpool, him on Bojan. Liverpool is his, uh, his yeah, favourite. To, to do these things to so. That's yeah, uh, Molly. A hundred nil. Molly, do you feel like uh, do you feel like there's there's any any justification to like I, f- I feel like I should be trying to force some sort of positive uh, agenda through here, and I, I can't I can't really I'm I'm nodding in agreement with the lads. It, it's it's really hard to to kind of even have the usual you know fuck this we're Liverpool etc. Or uh, it, do you feel the same or uh, am I am I alone in that? It, it there's no positives type. There, there really isn't like as. As Phil said there earlier on, we're trying the same things again, 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 and respecting different results. Mm. Well, that, that's the definition of insanity, yeah. as Einstein said. You know, if you're going to try the same things again, 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 you're going to have the same results are going to happen again, again, and again. So we, we need to change things up. And if there is any positive to be had, is that after this run that we've had, that surely now Roger's going to look at it and go, I'm going to have to change something. So if we're going to take any positive is that the run has been so bad that we need to change it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I look, the only thing the only thing that ner- makes me nervous about that is I thought after the last international break that would happen and I thought after just one, the one just gone by that would happen and yeah, it hasn't. So anyway, look, talk to me. What, Sorry, Andy, did you want to... Actually, just now you say that, wasn't it? Wasn't the weekend the first time Rogers really spoke about his job being, you know, under... In, well, he's been kind of... As subtly, I suppose it was a Liverpool press conference, so he wasn't going to be asked blatantly, but he did kind of the talk about it for a first yeah. time. So maybe now he's saying, "Okay, well, I better do something drastic here because otherwise, the job." I mean, it is it is a kind of a last throw at the dice as such now. Yeah, well, hope you're right. Um, Molly, start us off with a prediction for the weekend against Stoke, then, please, mate. That's oh, a draw, Trevor. A, a draw, okay, Floody. A draw as well. Yeah. A draw as well. How do you think, Neil? It's a funny old game, isn't it? Now draw. A draw as well. This is fucking one. Okay, Andy. I'm going to go to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason is uh, you, you just can't keep losing games. Eventually, even the, even the shit as the teams, uh-huh. you know, eventually just win. You know, and, and like, look, Stoke aren't great. So you have two poor teams playing each other. And I think maybe just a home advantage or, or something's just going to go away. We might even get a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> We get, a pe- yeah. not, we get a penalty yeah. and score the goal and win yeah. the game. Yeah. Steven so, 2 1. You know the way when we used to be going through a, ro- a rocky patch and you'd just be clawing out results and you come across a team and it'd be like, oh, fucking law of averages. They haven't won in ages. They're going to beat us, aren't they? We are now the team who, on the law of averages, like Andy says, has to win. So, I see a win. I think it'll probably be narrow enough, Phil. I think it'll be windy. Fucking <laughs> 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 great. <laughs> Predictions over. I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm so it's psyched. Be awesome. I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so psyched for this. Yeah. God. Okay. Uh, you guys. You guys. You guys. Uh, first question that we are going to deal with on Trippers Chat. Of course they. Of course they. First question we're going to deal with on Trippers Chats. <laughs> Get the fucking buttons out, is uh, Alan Finney. Uh, Molly, I'm actually going to come to you first on this one, mate, because um, Alan's wondering, um, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, or maybe it's just gone past. I'm not really 100%. Uh, you can invite three people for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, they can be dead. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Or they can be alive. How would you work that, Molly? 
Well, I said it wouldn't be going with the, the old ridges of Malcolm X and Gandhi and all these people like mm. that. I would go with uh, Seth MacFarlane. Right. Johnny Cash. Right. And Billy Bird. And I would promote my uh, famous Triple B for the day. Yeah. What's that now? It's uh, burgers, bongs and beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And you reckon that'll be a good company for that particular sort of a yeah, soiree? Yeah, yes. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, Seth MacFarlane, and who was it? I missed the last one. Will Ferrell, was it? No, John, John. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that works very well as a, as a soiree. Anyone else got any kind of gatherings they'd like? Or who would you, anyone, even just a, a random shout for who you'd have um, over? On a depressing note. Oh, for fuck's oh. sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did write something down. Go on. Uh, Lee, Harvey, and Oswald. <laughs> no, David Bowie and Orson Welles as well. David. I just wrote Orson Welles because that kind of makes me sound intelligent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really, man. But, yeah, yeah. Well, you okay, director yeah. of Citizen Kane and he's quite influential. The way I'm feeling at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah, go on. All depressed about Liverpool. Yeah. You yeah. have to have three people you really, really despise in this world. <laughs> Have the dinner on Wednesday and night and invite Lovren, Skirtle and Johnson. <laughs> Americans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. A locked door, hammer and all that. And Pat Nevin, uh, <laughs> Roy Cordes and that comedian I don't like. <laughs> Ed Bourne. <laughs> I'm fucking wiping them out. Damo. Me? Yeah, go on, buddy. Elvis. Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Jesus, bloody what? Yeah. You see, you're just gonna have a bit of a sing song. That's what you're telling me. They look deadly crack. <laughs> I reckon they'd be good crack. Yeah. Would you not be just a spare fucking bricks? Would they not be like who's that fucking like? <laughs> 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 I've be got I'm annoyed you're dead. He's the fucking host. He's the host. Yeah. He's all right. Go on, Stephen Segal. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Should have seen this coming. And a flock as he goes. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Barry Manlow. R- right. That's just for a bit of sing song for at the badness. end. Yeah. Copa. yeah, and then I don't know. The two of us, that'd be enough. Just yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if, no. Phil, if they're going, I go. Maybe come along as well. I go. I'm a man of those I'm all over. Because like we could get Stephen's guy to be able to play a bit of music as well, and Barry Manlow will play a bit. Yeah. Um, I think they all sound very forced. All your gatherings, lads. They all sound like it'd be Sophie Loren. Is Sophia Loren going to go Is she good well? crack, is she? Yeah. <laughs> Sophia's good crack, is she? Yep. Okay. Segal will be all over her. Definitely. You'd be uh, mad for Sophia Loren. Under suspicion, right. Uh, next one up Under is... Under siege. On, well, oh yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, for fuck's sake, Trev. Have you not watched <laughs> the filmography after that? No, week? I haven't, man. No, I haven't. There, I, I, I was... I know. I you was watching the, you Remote w- Control with you, you uh, that DVD you gave me. Uh, okay, next one up is from Callie, and she is wondering which superhero would you choose to play or to replace? Excuse me, Dejan Lovren in the first eleven, and help us then as a result. Uh, Any sheds for this? What superhero could the be Crimson be? Bolt? Oh fucking hell! Is he real? Is he? Because yeah. you, you could be just bullshitting me now. <laughs> no. I wouldn't know. Have you never seen the film Super? Oh, hang on! Yeah, I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, pure no-nonsense superhero with a fucking big wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Where does he keep his wrench? In his walks, tights. Walks around with it. <laughs> Anyone fucking messes on the pitch, smash across the fucking head with the wrench. 
you know, the crimson uh, you know, you shut up crime so he'd be a shut up Johnson smash <laughs> <laughs> shut up Scott smash that's, that's absolutely fantastic uh, right, we're not going to beat that uh, <clears throat> Joe Pepper has a very divisive uh, question based on religion Molly which I know you'd be up, up for taking and he's wondering what religion is the worst be careful here fella I'd probably have to say the, the Prince Philip movement. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what the hell yeah, is I'm that? Not, not that? Well, basically, it's a religion over in the island of uh, Vatu, I think it is, uh, <laughs> where they think that Prince Philip is a god. <laughs> so, you know, That's them listeners. So, <laughs> but Jesus, yeah, I can get into that. Uh, Zeus even yep yeah. Gordon yeah, yeah, yeah. On. but Prince Philip's a god no I'm not having that <laughs> that's, not, that, that's only fair I think uh, next one up is from uh, Adib Saeed and Adib is wondering which member of the Bunker crew is the most metrosexual well, St- Steve-O thinks he is Steve-O is, a, is, is in what way would Steve-O be metrosexual is, is, is it the 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 good line he has in moisturizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he always looks a bit of Botox as well. He does, yeah. I'd yeah, say, he, I'd say he's a fan of Botox. I said, would Steve be into the Botox? So, yeah. He gets okay. the water up the arse. <laughs> A colonic irrigation. Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So, Steve, what is? No, I think it's you, sir. Oh, for (laughs) fuck's sake. Do you get the water up the arse? (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) With water. Uh, Right, and the last one then is. You'd love to be the bounce metrosexual, wouldn't you? I'd love to be what? The most metrosexual out of us. Not really, no. You would, yeah. yeah. Why would I love to yeah, be the most... You've always got the hats on you, and everything. Yeah, and the polo well, yeah. hats... And the polo neck as well, yeah. I, I never wore a polo neck in my life, you fuckers. I've, you I've, I've a lot of scarves, but I never wore a polo neck. Are you had a polo neck on the last I time I did in my fucking Oh, hoop. no, you had a hat. You did. Yeah, there was holes in your sleeves where your thumbs were. <laughs> <laughs> That's just ridiculous. And, and... Yeah, well, what was the story with the holes in the sleeves? It's just handy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, literally. Last question. It's like I don't need gloves. I can stick my fingers into, <laughs> yeah, the, into the sleeves. Fucking, it's good, right? Okay. Next one is uh, for you, Molly. It's uh, from Proper Pin at on on Twitter, and she's wondering what is the worst Christmas present that you ever got. Well, when I was a kid, my family didn't have uh, a whole lot of money, so so one year I just asked for uh, something to wear and something to play with. So I got some trousers with pockets cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Have a look back. <laughs> Still has them. <laughs> Your favourite pants, Molly. Yeah, your good yeah. Sunday pants. <laughs> right, very good, very good. Anyone else got any shit Christmas presents? I got a safe for Christmas once. A fucking safe. <laughs> any money, money for you and, e- and egg cups as well. Egg cups. Yeah, oh, a safe. No, seriously. You got a safe and you open it. And there was egg cups in it. No, you have to like bolt the safe and everything. You meant to like set it in concrete and shit, like. <laughs> or, put it, or put it behind like a painting. When did, yeah, when did you get this? When did you get this? When you were a kid? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, last year. <laughs> uh, anyone else? Any? No? Oh, yeah, we've got one of our presents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, we'll come straight to you for this next one uh, uh, from Paul. This is to finish us off. Andy, time travel machine. Uh, where would you go? And would you stay there when you got there? Uh, serious answer is just the end of this season why it's would just, you want to go to the end of, just to get past just, it just, it's just it's just killing me at the moment 
that's fair enough. That's yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I just can't, just can't function at the moment. <laughs> so you just, so just <coughs> boom, end of the that's season. That's practical. That's yeah, practical. And then just move on from there. Move on, Neil. No, I'm quite happy in my life where I am at the minute. Are you? Yeah, everything's going great. Thanks for the cooperation, Neil. No problem. Fucking Paul. I can think of a few people that listen to this. I go, no, it's not Neil. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so you can go forward and back. Yeah, this, this like, is your this is your kind of thing, fellas. Yeah, man, I'd, I'd go about a thousand years into the future. Just to see what it's like. See what? Like, just take prob- a, would you take just, a punt? Just to see. We're probably all dead. That's what. <laughs> well, well, we are all dead. We are all but, dead. <laughs> you know, the, the human civilization is probably wiped out. And then I can find out if we ever won the league again. There'll be five blokes sitting around a podcast. You'd never <laughs> been sure. So, Sean's saying that you never How come is back. Johnson still in that team? Fucking <laughs> 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 Gerard. <laughs> oh, God. Right, we're done. We finish with some admin and we'll start with our weekly shout for our kind host, Astro Park. Book your pitch time at astropark.ie. On our website, lfcdaytrippers.com, you can find a lot of really good articles and some fine writers and link directly to our show there. Your day trippers tonight were Neil Gray, Carl Kopak, Moley, Andy Young, Damo Flood, Phil Casey, and myself, Trev Denny. And remember, castles made of sand slip into the sea eventually. Till tomorrow he would sing his first war song and fight his first battle. And something went wrong. Surprise attack killed him in his sleep that night. And so castles made of sand melts into the sea. Eventually. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.